It's the week after Christmas, and this couple decide that they're going to brave it, even though they know that the stores are going to be crazy. They decide they're going to go to the mall and return their presents because they really don't have an option. They have a lot of stuff they need to get done this week, and get they want to start off on it right away. So they decide to brave it and go to the mall to return some gifts, and they were right. The mall was stupid busy. I mean, it was just crazy. So it didn't take long before they were separated from each other. She keeps returning presents to all these other stores, but he never calls, he never texts, he he never shows back up. Pretty soon, she just keeps getting more frustrated and more frustrated, and finally, she just gives him a call. I told him that we got a lot of stuff to do today. So she calls, he picks up the phone, she says, where are you? I told you we got a lot of things to do today. Where in the world, why did you separate from me? Where, what are you doing? Where are you? He said, well, you remember that jewelry store? That one where... You looked at that diamond necklace 10 years ago, and you loved that diamond necklace, and I wanted to buy it for you so bad, but I didn't have the money. I couldn't afford to buy it. She said, yes, I remember that store. I remember that. He said, remember when I told you that one day I was going to buy that necklace for you? Well, at this point, her frustration, her disappointment, her anger has turned into nothing but love for her husband. (laughs) She, She can't believe it. He says, remember when I told you in that store that one day I was going to buy this necklace for you? She says, yes, honey, I do. He said, well, I'm in the sporting goods store right next to that jewelry store. (laughs) Happy week after Christmas. Happy holidays. Welcome. Happy holidays. To Happy Life Studios. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. We're here to make your happy holidays even happier. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. happy lifers thanks for joining us today i am so happy that you did i hope you had a great christmas i hope you had a wonderful christmas uh i know i did and you're kind of to blame so i kind of wanted to talk to you about that happy lifer because one of the reasons why i had a wonderful christmas was because was some of the podcasts that we talked about if i didn't have happy lifers listening to the podcast i wouldn't be recording podcasts And if I wasn't recording podcasts, then I would never hear myself say the principles that I'm giving to you to help you have not just a happy holidays, but to have a happier holidays. And there were several times this season when I had lost my perspective and I snapped out of it because I remembered something that we talked about in one of our podcasts. I remembered a concept and because I said it, I had to do it. And there were several times this holiday season when I was about to lose my perspective and I thought of the concept we had talked about in one of our podcasts and it flipped it. So thank you, Happy Lifers. Seriously, thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much for sharing it and helping us spread the happy. That means so much to us. And it also made my Christmas a much more wonderful 
Christmas, a Christmas, I should say, full of wonder. So thank you for that happy lifer. However, Christmas is over, but the holiday season is not. We still have New Year's coming up, and I can't wait to share with you what's on my mind for New Year's. And we might have to keep the happier holiday season going a little bit after New Year's, too, uh, because I've got a few ideas in my mind to talk about bringing in the New Year, and they're not your typical just make more goals and make, they're not your typical things. They're, they're, I feel like they're, they're easier, they're simpler. And I think that they will really help you in starting off your year correctly. Or I should say us, because when I'm recording the podcast, it's helping me too. Like I just mentioned, that's what made my Christmas full of wonder. So our happier holidays might go a few weeks into the new year. Uh, but Christmas is over, so let's move on to that. Let's, uh, and I'm not going to get to the new year yet because we're not there yet, but I, I, I want to talk about the week after Christmas. I'm recording this the day after Christmas. And the reason why it didn't come out early on Monday morning, the Monday morning after Christmas, was because I made a choice. And part of that choice was because some of the stuff we had talked about in our podcast, my boys are at home visiting. My one boy got, got stranded. Um, out in the Chicago area, um, and uh, he's actually coming home tonight, the day after Christmas, at 1 in the morning, uh, so it'll be Tuesday morning, he's coming home. But my other boys were home, I had family stuff to do, and I just made a choice that I was going to spend my energy and time focusing completely on my family, and I just, because I realized in my mind, I can just record a podcast on Monday and just get it out later Monday. I don't have to get it out at 5 in the morning, 7 in the morning, it depends on where in the country you're at, but I put it out right away to help you with you, to start your week off happy. And I thought, well, if it gets out a little bit later, then it gets out a little bit later. I just made a choice that I'm going to focus on the boys. And I was able to get that, the podcast out on Christmas Eve. So that's why I didn't get to it right away. But the week after Christmas is the week that you return your gifts to the mall because the gift doesn't fit. It's not the right size and the right shape. It doesn't work with your life. Not It might just not be a sweater that's too small or too big. It doesn't fit because it doesn't blend in with your life. And that person that bought you that gift probably had a, had a good idea, but it didn't really, it doesn't, if it doesn't fit your life or your lifestyle, you tend to return it. There's a lot of people out there this week returning gifts that just didn't fit. Not just the size, but it didn't fit with their personality, didn't fit with their lifestyle. So what do you do when that happens? You return it. So today I want to talk about five things we re- need to return to the mall if we want to have a happy New Year, that is. Maybe I should say a happy whole year. I'm not just talking about the day of New Year's. I'm talking about the happy year. So if you want to have a happy New Year, a happy whole year, then here are five things that we need to return to the mall for that to happen. And when I say mall, I'm talking M-A-L-L. You know that building with all the stores in it? Because there's other ways to say mall too. I mean, a mall is what one animal can do to another. You know, mall verb means to, according to the dictionary, means to wound something by scratching it and tearing it apart, right? Or a mall is also a tool with a heavy head and handle that's used for tasks such as ramming, crushing, and driving wedges. And sometimes that's what the mall feels like over the holiday season. Or it also feels kind of like Star Wars Darth Maul. Right, that insidious, wicked character in Star Wars of darkness that's here to destroy. <laughs> you know, if we don't return these five things to the mall, 
And I'm not talking about our gifts. I'm talking about something else. If we're going to take the time to return gifts that don't fit us, why wouldn't we turn other things that don't fit our lifestyle? If we don't return these things to the mall, then they are going to mall. If we don't return them to the M-A-L-L, then they're going to M-A-U-L, our happy. They're going to tear apart. They're going to wound our happy. They're going to ram, crush. They're going to drive wedges between us and our happy. They're going to be darkness that overwhelms our happy. So here are five things that we need to return to the mall if we want to have a happy new year. Number one, guilt and regret. I also call it reruns and returns. And one thing I would like to return immediately was from last week's podcast a couple days ago where I talked about the Messiah. You know, the one that has a hallelujah course in it, that Messiah, it's called the Handel's Messiah. I didn't think about it until after I posted the podcast last week. You know, I said, you know, the Messiah, that musical, did Bach write that? It's called the Handel's Messiah, but it was too late. I'd already put it out. I, I was a music major for like three years in college. And here I am attributing the Messiah to Bach. I didn't even know where it came from. It's the Handel's Messiah. I do know that. I was just, my mind was in holiday fever, I guess. And it, <laughs> so that's the first thing that I'd like to return. But I'm talking about reruns and returns here. Guilt and regret. Let's talk about reruns first. A rerun is that thing, that failure that we keep playing over and over and over in our head. That time that we blew it. And it was a failure that we had and we rerun that over and over and over again in our head. We need to treat these reruns like we treat bad shows, bad TV shows, or bad reruns. We just don't watch them again. I mean, when we see a show on TV that we've seen before and we know we don't like it, a movie that we've seen before and we know it don't like it, it elicits bad feelings or it elicits no feelings. It, it doesn't do anything for us. It doesn't feed us at all. It actually takes away from us. We've seen it before. We know we don't like it. You know, we don't even hesitate. We just turn the channel and we watch something else. We watch another TV show, another rerun. And I'm suggesting the same thing here. Turn that channel that channel of that failure that we keep replaying over and over in our head. Yeah, you blew it because you're not perfect. No one is. We all blow it. We don't need to rerun that over and over and over and over again in our heads. I can't think of anything positive that comes from rerunning our failures over and over and over again in our head. We need to turn the channel to something else. Watch something else. Think of something else. Think of something positive, something good that you've done in the past. And if you are in such a state where you can't even think of that, then call up somebody close to you, a family member or a friend, or maybe even a workmate that has seen you do something well and say, I know this sounds weird, but I'm I'm just kind of down right now. Could you just give me one thing that I've done well? One thing that you've liked about what I've done since we've known each other? There's nothing wrong with asking that question. When they give you that item, you need to rerun that in your brain. You want to talk about something that will help you Rerun your successes. Rerun your, your good moments. That's what, what helps you be successful. We need to remember that failure is not fatal unless we keep rerunning it in our mind. Failure is not fatal unless we keep rerunning it in our mind over and over again. You know, you might say things like, well, how else am I going to get better? There's difference between rerunning that show once to try. Well, let me let me put it this way. You know, have you ever watched a, 
there's a certain news channel that you like and you don't like the other news channel. You might like the news anchor. You might like their style. You might like their perspective. Maybe they have a, a worldview more like you. So we tend to watch channels that line up with more with our worldview. The news channels are still talking about the same stories. They're just coming out from different angles. So when I'm talking about that failure that you've made and you're saying, well, I have to watch the failure to get better at it. Well, you got to turn the channel though. Don't watch it from the channel of, I blew it, I blew it, I blew it. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I didn't do that. And you keep rerunning that failure in your head. Instead, watch that thing that you did wrong or you didn't do as well as you would like to. Watch that from the channel of, mistakes are really lessons learned. Mistakes are only lessons learned. So if you're going to rerun that failure in your mind, rerun it through the channel of, mistakes are really lessons learned. And watch that show until you figured out what that lesson is. But don't watch a show from the angle of what a failure you are. That doesn't do any good at all. Or you can watch it from the channel of everything happens for a reason. That bad thing that you did, you might have blown it because you're not perfect. We blow it all the time. We make mistakes all the time. But everything happens for a reason. So watch it from that angle. There's a reason. I blew it. But what can I learn from this thing? What can I learn from this situation? Because watching bad reruns does nothing more than leave us stuck in the past. We got to turn the channel to the present, maybe even to the future for a little bit. But if we keep watching reruns where we've blown it, we have no future. We have no present because we're living in the past. Our life is the past. And it's not just even the past. It's the past where we blew it. Watching reruns, we need to return them because holding on to them do us no good at all. Just turn the channel. You do it with a TV show. Do it with that TV show you have in your head just as quickly. Don't even hesitate. I'm not going to watch this movie anymore. I'm going on to the next thing. Returns. This is when someone has hurt you or wronged you. And we love to return to that moment. Return to that moment over and over again in our, our minds. Do you believe what they said? Do you believe what they did to me? We return to that moment. When you return to that hurt, when you return to that offense, you live in that hurt. You live in that offense. You're living in that moment of hurt. I don't want to live in that hurt. It happened. There's no reason for me to live in it. And oftentimes we return to it over and over and over and over again. Grudges are gruesome and they will maul you're happy. They will tear it apart. They will drive a wedge between you and your happy. They will crush it. They will ram it. That's what grudges do. They wither your heart. They make you bitter. We got to return that return. We got to stop living in that return and we just need to return it and give it back. Just like when, when it comes to reruns, we said, remember, failure is not fatal. For the returns, we need to remember forgiveness is for you, not for the other person. When you forgive someone, that doesn't mean that you say what they did was okay. It just says, I'm going to forgive them. Because you're not forgiving them for them. You're forgiving them for you. So return the guilt and the regret. Number two, something we need to return is people. I'm talking about the people that drain you. The people that hinder you from your goals. The people that don't believe in you. The people that spend way more time criticizing you than complimenting you. When you're around those people, you don't feel like a better person. You feel like less of a person. Those are the people that I'm saying we need to return. Now, there are some people that we can't live without. I get that. We need each other. But we need people that are going to feed us. 
I'm talking about that part in your heart, that, that close part to your heart that only has a few people in it. The closer you get to your heart, the more you need to filter some of these people out. I'm not suggesting you stop being that person's friend. I'm suggesting that you stop hanging out with them so much. I'm suggesting that you stop giving them so much credibility in what they say about you. Find people that believe in you and let you know. Find people that feed you and don't drain you. And the best thing we can do with that is become that person because everybody needs that. Because I know there's, there's got to be some people listening to this podcast of all the countries that listen to it. There has to be someone going, I have nobody in my life that's like that. Well, then become a person. Because you harvest what you plant. Whatever you plant is what's going to grow. So if you want people that are going to believe in you, then find someone else and believe in them. If you want people that are going to compliment you and not criticize you, then start becoming a more complimenting person to other people around you. Be the person that you need in your life, and then you'll find those people that are in your life. And you'll find that a lot of those people that maybe were draining you will stop draining you when you start feeding them back. So there are some people that we can't live without. But we need to ask ourselves a question, why do I need this person in my life? Are they feeding me or draining me? How close to my heart am I going to allow these people to get? Because not everyone needs access to you. You don't have to allow everyone who comes into your life access to your life, especially the deep parts of your life. So there might be some people that you need to return this holiday season. Here's one that you might not ever guess that I would say. But I think something we need to return this year is road rage. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Road rage doesn't just last for the moment you're on the road. It enlarges that anger inside of you. And honestly, when we have road rage, it's not the road's fault. It's not the driver's fault. We want to blame the driver, but it's because I have anger inside of me. That's why the anger comes out of me so easy when a guy just decides to cut in front of me. And I get it. They're lousy drivers or whatever. You know, it's funny sometimes though, we always think that I'm the good driver. All those other people are lousy drivers. That seems a little egotistical. There have been many times when people have cut around me and flipped me the bird, right? Or they've tailgated me or they've been angry at me. I had one guy in a convertible, man, just like tailgating me, getting in front of me. Just, I'm like, what did I, I don't even know what I did wrong to this guy. I had no clue, right? But he was feeling about me that how I often feel about other people on the road. We can't control everybody's driving. So stop trying to control that driving. What we can control is our driving. I know we all think that if we just keep complaining about their driving more, it'll change. But how often does that work, right? No matter how much we yell at that person inside of our car, no matter how much we say what a lousy driver they are, that doesn't help the situation at all. It just doesn't work. We, we can't change how they drive, but we can control how we drive. And driving angry is not a healthy way to drive. Driving angry is not a safe way to drive. When you drive angry, your mind isn't just on driving. It's somewhere else. And there is another agenda behind that situation. So road rage. Listen, leave earlier. I mean, I'm talking to myself here too. I hope I'm not coming across preachy. But I have found when I leave earlier, an extra 10 minutes early, when I've got plenty of time to get there, I'm not so stressed out. And when someone wants to come in front of me, I just let them cut in front of me. I might laugh at them a little bit going, okay, whatever. You just gained three seconds there. And then I realized that was me the last time I drove, cutting in front of somebody. They're driving too slow, right? But when I leave earlier, even when you get to a stop sign and when you're in a hurry or you're stressed out, you got to be the first one to leave the stop sign. That person over there, even if they're on the right and they have the right of way, you just, you just barely stop so you can get out in front of them. But when I leave early, I find myself stopping completely and waving them all on. Go ahead. You can go. You can go. 
They're waving at me. No, you can go wave at each other. Hey, thanks for letting me in. Right? When I leave earlier, it changes how I drive. I don't drive so much road rage. So leave earlier and let's return that road rage because driving angry is not a healthy way to drive. It will maul our happy, which leads us perfectly into our next item. We need to go to the complaint department. As long as we're at the mall, we need to find the complaint department and return all of those two. We need to return our complaints because our complaints are draining and exhausting, not just for us, but for those that are around us that are having to listen to us. We all know what that's like when you've been around someone who's been complaining. You know how, how much that drains you. Don't be that person. Three things that we can do to, re- to help in returning to the complaint department. Number one, focus on the solution. Theodore Roosevelt said that complaining about a problem without posting a solution is called whining. So when you find yourself complaining about something, Theodore Roosevelt would call that whining. Focus on finding a solution instead. If you can take that time to focus on that, find a solution to that complaint that you're complaining about. Let's find a solution about it. And then it's no longer whining at that point. Number two, look for the good in that situation that you're complaining about. You Now you just switch from the negative to the positive. So is there something good you can find in that situation that you find yourself complaining about? Look for that. And you just went from negative to positive. And three, change the topic. Just think about something else. And lastly, anger. This is even more draining and exhausting than complaining. It's a little bit different than road rage. This is just anger, period, where road rage comes from. But anger is more draining and exhausting than complaining is, exponentially so, in fact. Here are two things that you can do to return anger. Number one, monitor your social media. I was scrolling along, minding my business. When out of the clear-colored sky, flash, bam, alakazam, an angry post came by. I mean, you're just having a good day, and all of a sudden you see someone that's got this post that just irritates you. It's just, they came out swinging, right? They just came out because that's what, hey, listen, the social media is going to share my stuff. I've got to be extreme. So they were extreme, and it affected you. You were just having a good day, and all of a sudden, this post came out monitor you social media. When you see an angry post, scroll past it. Don't read it. It's just going to make you more angry. It sounds like a no duh, right? But it can be so difficult to do. If you agree with the post or if you disagree with the post, if you agree with the post and you read it, then you just start getting mad at all the other quote unquote idiots, right? We're talking about road rage now. We're talking about social media rage. We talk about all those people that don't believe that and they're how stupid they are, it just it just feeds your angry and it mauls your happy. If you disagree with the post and you read it and you hang out on that post, you just find yourself brooding and getting more angry and it will maul your happy. There is no winning in reading angry posts. Let me say that again. In my opinion, there is no winning in reading angry posts. So do yourself a favor. Do your happy a favor and don't even think about it. Just scroll on by. Just swipe on past. Don't spend time on the negative post. And people that keep, you can unfollow people that you don't have to unfriend them, but you can unfollow people that always put posts on there that are always ticking you off, unfollow them. So you don't have to see those angry posts all the time. And if you don't know how to do that, find someone who does and then ask them to help because it's really important. The second thing we can do to help return anger is stop sharing angry, negative, happy, sucking posts the posts that suck the happy out of life. Stop sharing them. If you're going to share something, 
share. We should share. That's a, that one of the strengths of social media is sharing. We should share, but share happy. Share hope. Share the posts that made you feel good. And if you can't find them on your page, the more you search for them on that social media, the more that social media will, will start sending those kind of posts to you. But share hope. Share humor. Stop giving play to people who are posting things that drain humanity. <laughs> those people are a dime a dozen. Anyone can criticize. Anyone can criticize. It's not hard to do. Be in the top percentage instead. Reach for the top shelf. Share the good stuff. Anyone can reach for the bottom shelf and share critique. That's so easy to do to make fun of somebody else to say how stupid they are. And I struggle with it sometimes too. And I'm trying to be better at that. I am going to return my anger this year. I'm going to try to keep returning. And you might have to keep going to the, to the mall, M-A-L-L, and return that mall, M-A-U-L, and return that anger. So in conclusion, here are five things that I think we should replace our returns with. Replace the bad returns and reruns with happy ones. Replace the draining people with people that feed you. Replace the road rage with highway happy. Just speak positive things to people that cut you off. Just do it out of rebellion. Just say, oh, you are such a great driver. <laughs> Just have fun with it. Get sarcastic with it. But replace road rage with highway happy. Replace the complaints with compliments and replace the anger with kindness. Someone happy, make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. Happy week after Christmas. Remember, life isn't always perfect, but that doesn't mean it can't be happy. Steve Ace.